Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Strong Enough. I'm Lyle. And I am Eli. And this week, I'm just here to tell you, watch Symphogear. <laughs> and that's the episode, alright. Good, good, good job everybody, see you at the season wrap party. <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't know what... Is that Jeopardy? No, that's Wheel of Fortune. Whatever. It was the first thing that came to mind when I heard, heard of, like, Wrap It Up music. Or when okay. I thought of Wrap It Up music. Which is weird, because I'm pretty sure that's the thing that they play when everyone goes on. Although I think they also play it. But I don't watch Wheel of Fortune. So obviously, I can't make an entire episode that's just me saying watch Symphogear. I mean, if you just kept repeating the words watch Symphogear for a half an hour, we'd have an episode. That's true. It would be a good one, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think that would be terribly interesting for people to listen to. It would get the point across. It would. It would be very, very, uh, very straightforward, very to the point. Okay, so yeah, I'll explain why you should watch Symphogear, but let me make a quick disclaimer before we get into it: that if at any point in any of the description or discussion about Symphogear that you are interested. You're going to pause this episode. You're going to go watch Symphogear. And then you're going to come back and finish the episode. Because we, we, uh, we need the engagement. Alright, so... Symphogear is one of my, if not my absolute favorite show of all time. I'd say it's your favorite show of all time. Well, Ruby's pretty high up there. Yes, but you've never rocked a Ruby profile pic. I have, actually, before I got into Symphogear. Um, that, that was actually my main profile pic before I got into Symphogear, which just goes to show you that, yes, Symphogear is my favorite show of all time. It is an anime. It's a... about... Uh, how how to describe? No, Sim- please do go on and explain what Symphogear is. Okay, so very basically, it's a magical girl show where the main characters fight eldritch abominations with the power of of music. That's that's very reductive, but yeah, I feel like if if you told me that going in. Uh, I would, what I got out of it would not be what I was prepared for when I, it is, you could not be more like 5% accurate. Yeah, I'm trying to be as vague as possible right now, because I want people, I kind of want people to go in with as little information as possible, like I did. I want them to be surprised by, uh, what they, what they end up watching. Because it's. It's really one of those shows where describe like describing what happens just doesn't do it justice. And if you try and describe what happens, someone will look at you and be like, what the hell are you talking about? You will sound like a crazy person. <laughs> so I've, so I've, I've done the you should just watch it and the vague part. So uh, let me get into specifics now. So, Symphogear, we have we have our two main characters, Tsubasa and Kanade, who one is blue has blue hair, the other has red hair. Uh one is like 
a cocky, really, really energetic fighter. The other one is like more reserved and timid, and uh, the cocky one uses uh, punches or fists, and the uh, and the uh, the timid one uses a sword. Pretty, pretty, pretty standard magical girl stuff, right? So far, and they're also idols. They're a very famous idol group, and they, and so. It's their job to fight the noise, which are. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I've watched three seasons. Still, no idea what they are. Well, they ex- <laughs> they explain perfectly well, but I'm trying to avoid spoilers right now. They make people like crumble into black dust. They carbonize stuff. people. They turn people into carbon. It, it's. I mean, uh, people are already carbon. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> They just they disintegrate people basically. It's it's very it's very fun. They're yeah, they turn people into black ash stuff. Yes, carbon. <laughs> um. So yeah, very basically, we got these two. Good setup. They are uh they are our main characters. And then of course also we have uh, a third yellow themed uh, uh rookie character who's not a uh, magical girl at the start of the show. But becomes magical girl over this over the course of the show. I mean, the first episode of this has. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? So I can cut it like, out later. I understand you're trying to give as little information plot wise as physically possible, but this is very much the case of a show with first episode spoilers. Oh yes, very much so. That's why I'm doing the the fake episode one now. Okay. And then I'm going to reveal what actually happens. Because I don't think anyone's buying it. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, so let me just go ahead and drop the facade. Uh, the noise attack a concert. Everyone, di- a lot of people die. Uh, Hibiki, the rookie character, gets uh, gets a piece of Kanade's symphony gear. The the magical I mean, girl I, outfit. You, you call her, her the rookie. I. <laughs> She, she was just sort of there. Yes, I know. I'm, well, I'm like, she's uh, the archetype she is, is the, like the, okay. the rookie character. She's very inexperienced, and she doesn't know how to fight, la- fight with the magical girl powers. Anyway, so she gets a, uh, she gets a bit of uh, Kanade's symphogear stuck in her heart. Uh, a lot of blood, a lot of blood. Kanade ends up dying, and... Uh, Fast forward two years. <laughs> to the actual plot, where Tsubasa is now cold and hard and very, very sullen and serious. And Hibiki and her best friend Miku are going to this music school that uh, Tsubasa also goes to. And Hibiki unlocks her Senfo gear. And starts fighting the noise alongside Tsubasa. And of course, there's a lot of drama along the way. Um, so there's uh, a lot of drama, intercharacter drama. Let's see here. So let's take a step back and talk about the Symphogears. So basically, Symphogears are relics uh, from the past. 
that are converted into little pendants. And when you sing, they activate. Well, if you sing and you are compatible, they activate and turn into armor and weapons. And then while you're wearing them, you keep singing and it generates more power. I think that's a pretty concise way to describe the simple gear. That sounds fairly accurate. I wouldn't be able to tell you what is or is not accurate. <laughs> fair, fair. Um. So yeah, that's simple gear. Uh, the wielders work for a quasi-governmental entity called Section Two. Uh, well, it's some. Aren't they called Song? That that's later. That's later. That's once they're. That's. That's in the later seasons once they're their own entity. Okay, um, I don't. But in season one, they are. <laughs> they are I would like to state si- for the record, uh, season one, uh, probably makes the most coherent sense. <laughs> um, That's just because you don't pay attention. Past that, past season one, especially with, uh, that ending, I just sort of went fully numb, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I could not tell you what the hell happened in seasons two three and i watched like a quarter or a third of season four again that's because you don't pay attention you i pay attention no you do not no you do not i remember i remember events i don't remember what tied all the events together so yeah you didn't pay attention to anything Anyways, um, so obviously Eli's not a fan of Simple Gear. I it's the, fine. I, on the, the, the other hand, love Simple Gear. There's nothing Gear. overtly wrong with it I could point out. I would also point out that Eli has trash taste, so. <laughs> so he's, we're going to ignore him and all of his opinions on this episode, just because you're you're getting in the way of my of my proselytizing. <laughs> proselytizing. Okay. So. So yes, they work for section 2, which is quasi-governmental. They have a super cool underground base underneath uh the the music school that they go to. Uh with a ridiculously fast elevator. It was a cool elevator. It was a very cool elevator. Uh, so I should mention that if you like, uh, whatchamacallit, like Yuri and characters being very obviously gay, Symphogear's got you covered. (laughs) So we're going to, again, ignore Eli because he doesn't know what a relationship looks like. (laughs) I, I, I know what relationships look like. I'm just very bad on picking up on subtext <laughs> and regular text <laughs> and giant banners. So just for context, in Symphogear, Miku and Hibiki live in the same uh, dorm room and they sleep in the same bed. They have pet names for each other. They, they have a very uh, intimate fight Partway through, uh, partway through season one. I figured it out when you when you outright told me when I think I was saying something about 
why the hell are they going on about sunflowers right now? Yeah. Uh, and see, because the th thing is that, at least at first, it, it's just kind of like, oh, there's only the one bed in their room, so they sleep together, so they sleep in the same bed. Isn't it a bunk bed? It's a bunk bed! <laughs> and when they, when they end up fighting, Miku ends up going into the bottom bunk. And at that moment, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I get what's going on here. I, I made the connection, at least. Uh, so yeah, they, so they don't get, of course, they don't get confirmed in season one. Although that's just because Hibiki is very, very, very dumb. She also screams like a gerbil. Yes, she does. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. One, one of the biggest draws for a lot of people of Symphogear is the crazy bombastic action scenes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> just, just thinking of some, some of the scenes, especially in the later seasons, they, they get, they get that extra budget. So they can really go all out. Through a mountain. <laughs> I'll get to that one. I'll get to that. <laughs> I thought we were only covering season one. You today. know what? No, I was gonna. I was actually going to talk about that anyway. So let's talk about that now. So the opening of season three is actually the best way to experience Symphogear and like taste it, uh, and decide whether or not you want to go in and watch it. So I will I will try and describe the general sequence of events. So so we open with a shuttle falling out of uh falling out of space to earth. Engines don't work so it's going to crash. And people in the command center are like, "Oh no. We got to save them." So they launch a missile at it. <laughs> but turns out the missile's actually got three girls in it who are singing a song and then they fly around the ship and start slowing it down with their weapons and stuff <clears throat> so once they're flying through through the atmosphere uh they're about to crash into uh k2 i believe the second tallest mountain in the world uh, i don't know. i'm not a mountainologist so naturally if you're going to crash into a mountain, what do you do? Well, first you fire missiles at it, and then you punch it, and you punch straight through the mountain, wiping out an entire, like, <laughs> probably several dozen feet worth of, uh, worth of height of rock, dropping the top of the mountain on <laughs> the, uh, the cleared space when you pass through. I'm going to be 100% honest with y'all. Uh, Lyle is toning it down somewhat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is Symphogear when it's being coherent. Okay, again, we're ignoring his This, this all makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> I had no problem following what was going on. Obviously, you have to be a little more cognizant of what's going on than Eli. But admittedly, that's because Eli doesn't really care about Symphogear. No, not so, in the slightest. <laughs> so he will call something incoherent here when it just means that he's 
not really paying attention, as I said. So, since he's not paying attention, he's wait, wait, wait. not paying... Something... <laughs> what? Never mind. What? Never mind. <laughs> what? Never... <laughs> Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I understood, like, point A to point B to point C of season one, and I'm still wondering... I want them to explain, like, 30% of the things that happened to me. I feel like there was not enough detail. I mean, if you want, I can sit here and explain it to you. Please don't. And that's why you don't understand! Ugh. Okay, so... So yeah, that, the... I will make sure to include a link to a, uh... A mostly spoiler-free version of the Season 3 opening scene for you to check out at your own leisure. Uh, beyond that, however, obviously I don't want to bring up a lot of stuff that happens in later seasons, although it's all really cool. Um, I do like how, like, the main plot of season one I think it was like they were still working through that stuff at like in season three, weren't they? Like the after effects. Like uh, there yeah. was the th- <laughs> there was the end of season one, and then that entirely led into season two. And then they were still dealing with that stuff. Like the stuff that happened in season two because of what happened in season one and season three. Yes. And then season And I'm pretty four sure also- season four had them fighting Nazis for them. Yes, it did. That is that is the only thing I remember from season four. Ah, uh, Axis. Gotta love it. Uh, so yes. Pretty much every single se- season of Simple Gear has a very nuts opening. That's, that is there to be awesome and to also be like, hey, you should come watch Simple Gear. Uh, okay, let me think here. So... I, I'm mo- I've mostly been talking about season one because I like I said I don't want to spoil anything for the later seasons. But I will say, compared to the later seasons, season one does have a bit. It's it's very obvious it wasn't exactly produced on the biggest budget out there. So, it, it, I mean it's a pretty standard. Uh, as far as standard can apply to Symphogear. <laughs> I mean, I like season one the best. Again, you are you're weird. I'm just talking about like animation quality mostly. Oh, okay. Um, like, yeah, you're you're probably right. Yeah, when you compare, it's been a while, but <laughs> well, I I just rewatched season one again. I rewatched it like a, a a few weeks ago, and then I rewatched it again so that I could talk about it today. Like even comparing season one and season two, season two's got better animation quality overall, and then seasons three through five are. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, other than that, yeah, season one is just aces <laughs> across the board, in my opinion. Let let me let me think here. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I actually like. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike the other season. I, I, I like to give you a little bit of grief here, but uh, yeah, no, they're they're all. They're all. I would not say no to watching Simple Greg. I don't want to. 
please do not take that as an invitation to start making me watch some folk gear again. But holds up Blu-rays uh, menacingly. Symphony Gear is infinitely preferable to to some of the other things I've watched, and I do still want to finish it one day. One day, it's on the list. And, as you and say. the reason why I haven't is because I don't I don't remember what the hell was going on, so I'm gonna have to start watching it over from the beginning again. And I I don't have it in me to watch the first three seasons of Symphony Gear again. Again, I can sit beside you. I can explain exactly what's going on as we watch. And so you will understand by the time we get back to season four. Or we can just start watching season four and I can explain anything that you don't understand. In any case, I want to take a little bit here. This is like one of the last things uh, I want to talk about is just a little more serious. What really what Simple Gear means to me so something that i've that i think is potentially in common with a lot of people who are like big fans of simple gear who rate it as among if not their greatest show is they happened upon it at perhaps not exactly the highest point in their lives i i know for my for my part, the first time I watched Simple Gear, it, it had been on my list for a little while, but I hadn't started watching it. And the first time I watched any Simple Gear was, oh, yeah, would have been uh, in a hotel room in Lubbock, Texas, as I was deciding on my future for a. Uh, what I was going to do for university. And it's, uh, I don't know, something about it just struck a chord in me when I watched it. And as soon as I got home, I had to watch the entire, <laughs> as much of it as I could. Trying to explain this. It's, it was so easy to explain it in my, to myself yesterday when I was thinking about this, but actually talking about it is... Take your time. Well, ultimately, I love I love the character archetype of the hero who is basically pure, pure hope, pure uh, determination, who can beat through any obstacle, and uh, in certain cases, befriend any enemy. It's part of why I love Ruby. It's definitely why I love Symphogear. Uh there's there's certainly other shows that are like that. But just that little bit of little spark of hope that's at the core of the show is I think the the best part of it. So anyways, uh, a quick fun production fact before we go. Uh so apparently when, before when Simfigur was getting uh conceived, it was when it was getting created, one like a producer 
suggested that uh, they play in they play like character songs over the action scenes to like you know hype up the action scenes bit, which the the uh the creators had done before in an, another show, but someone in in there uh misinterpreted the the request and and thought that they wanted them to be singing the the character songs during the action scenes and by the time they had realized what was going on they were far too deep into production to go back and fix it and honestly we are so much the better for it uh. <laughs> yeah uh watch simple gear watch simple gear until next time i have been lyle and i have been Eli. And this has been Watch Simple Gear. <laughs>